Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The red light is glowing like the beady eye of the beast. And along with the prickling feeling I usually get when I'm about to make a horrible mistake, I know that yes, I've done it. We're on the air. Hello and welcome to Spirit Box Radio. faithful listeners. Welcome to our advice and community segment, where we interrupt the continuous broadcast to talk to you, our wonderful listeners. If you missed our announcements earlier this week, you're probably expecting the dulcet tones of Madame Marie. Unfortunately, she has not returned from wherever she's gone to. I had been hoping that at least one of the loyal assistants would turn up and fulfil their duties to the advice and community segment, but alas, none of them have. Madame Marie would be very disappointed. She did care about the show more than life itself, as she would frequently proclaim, whilst bathing and occasionally while walking down the fresh good aisle in Sainsbury's. I had also hoped that the reason I hadn't heard from them was because they'd just been like, oh, it's just Sam, we don't need to tell him anything. This too being one of Madame Marie's favourite things to extol. Janet, Salim and Astrid have had a lot of experience on the air and I've had, well, none, to be honest. But, faithful listeners, I am just so excited to be here. I've worked with Madame Marie and her loyal assistants for years, but I'm lucky if they let me into the recording room, even just to bring them a cup of tea. Usually, my job is about organising the P.O. box letters, sorting them into piles, you know. One for people asking for advice, one for predictions, one for death threats, and one for indecipherable runes, you know. But I've always wanted to actually be on the show. I can't tell you how thrilling it is to sit here at Madame Marie's own microphone with this stack of increasingly illegible notes, which Madame Marie had the good sense to write out before she vanished. Ah, psychics, they do come in handy from time to time. Madame Marie has also extensively labelled everything in the recording room with post-it notes, so I'll be able to manage the technical side of things at the very least. I have to say, some of the notes do feel somewhat unnecessary. Like the one on the back of my chair, for example, which just says, chair. Madame Marie does like her little jokes, you see. I do have some, well, I wouldn't say it's good news, exactly, but it is at least some news about the whereabouts of Madame Marie. This morning, when I went to check the P.O. box, despite everything that's happened that's still my real job, 
I found a small crumpled note at the bottom. It reads as follows. It drips and it creaks, the thing in the night. It's coming. It's been coming for weeks. It may have been coming all our lives, but now more than ever we can taste it on the wind. We were woken by a strange buzzing sound, like many wasps trapped in countless jars. The door to Marie's office was sealed shut, and the handle was coated in a sticky, viscous fluid, almost like honey, except that it was blood-red and smelled of a bedroom which had sat unused for some time. The door remained shut, and Madame Marie's office inaccessible between the hours of three and four in the morning, at which point the buzzing abruptly stopped, and all traces of the viscous fluid disappeared. When we reached Madame Marie... She was unresponsive and is being treated at a local hospital. We hope her recovery will be swift, despite the thick red crust which has sealed her eyes and ears, despite the thing that drips and creaks, that is coming in like the wind, like the tide on the shore. It is coming for us now. It is coming. And that's it. I'm not sure which of Madame Marie's loyal assistants left this behind, and as none of them have been in touch since she disappeared, there's no way of knowing. Knowing Madame Marie, though, this could be some kind of prank. She has been known in certain circles for her stellar sense of humour. However, I'm more inclined to believe the letter is a forgery. The funny thing is, we don't really have a local hospital. There's a few within an hour's drive, but I wouldn't really call any of them local per se. I know it might be overstepping my bounds a bit, but I did take the liberty of calling those hospitals this morning and asking if they'd had a Madame Marie admitted, or someone that fits her description. None of them had. And there was no record of any of the loyal assistants being admitted either. Another clue as to the falseness of this crumpled, blood-splattered note is that it mentions Madame Marie's office. Well, faithful listeners, Madame Marie does not have an office. The recording room is long and narrow, more of a hallway really, which leads off to several rooms. There's the kitchen, the bathroom, the library, the apothecary, and between the doors are rows and rows of shelves. The closest thing Madame Marie has to an office is the recording room itself. But there is no door to the recording room properly, except for the one at the top of the stairs. And I'd know if people were trying to get in that way because I'd have heard them. I can only conclude that whatever happened to Madame Marie, the loyal assistants are involved in whatever scheme it's all a part of. Obviously, I am concerned about Madame Marie's safety, but the letter's obvious fakeness, combined with Madame Marie's propensity for a good bit of fun, leads me to think that I don't need to be overly concerned. As for the purpose of the notes, well, so far that's unclear. It doesn't really give us any useful details, and the one bit of real information in it has turned out to be demonstrably false, so... Well... Now that's been addressed, I'll return to our usual programming. I'll do my best. Obviously, I don't have any spiritual gifts, so you'll have to bear with me. But I do have an augury forecast for this week, which I will share with you now. Those of you born on a Tuesday may want to refrain from purchasing new vehicles due to the alignment of the clouds above Greenwich Village early on the first Saturday morning of June in 1963. Several crows were spotted in a local park, which means this is probably a good time to invest in a new pair of shoes. Avoid parking under the large sycamore tree in town. It's full of a flock of starlings and your car will get peppered with their droppings. You have been warned. 
Caroline's, Christine's, Joseph's and Uzziah's, do not force locks this month. It will end badly. The repercussions will be far more severe than you can possibly imagine. If your star sign is Capricorn, I'm very sorry. This concludes the All Groove forecast for this week. Right, okay, now, letters. Before Madame Marie disappeared, we received a letter in our PO box from an unknown sender, asking for an opinion on their fiancé. The sender says, My fiancé is very indecisive. We cannot seem to agree on anything, because every time we have a conversation about anything, she immediately backs down before ever forming an opinion. We are supposed to be getting married in just three months, but we still haven't picked out a colour for the bridesmaids' dresses. I understand she has a lot of baggage from previous relationships, but this is ridiculous. What should I do? Well, here's what Madame Marie says, anonymous letter writer. Relationships are all about give and take. And, like all things, once a balance is lost, it can be incredibly difficult to restore it. To aid this process, you could try a simple attraction spell. Attraction spells are something of a misnomer. They're not about making yourself more attractive to someone, but about attracting the right actions, feelings and energies towards a person or situation. For this spell, you'll need chalk. It can be any colour, but it shouldn't be chalk pen. It's the porousness of the chalk which will help with the attractiveness of the spell. And you'll need a sprig of holly and some lavender oil. Use the chalk to draw a circle under your bed, on the side where your fiancé sleeps. If you don't share a bed, draw a circle on a piece of paper and slip it under the mattress when you next visit her home. Put a drop of lavender on the pillow. These can irritate the skin if left undiluted. With the same chalk you use to draw the circle, write in the centre of the circle what it is you wish for your fiancé to do or become and use the holly to rub out the words, ensuring some of the leaf ends up pulped and some smudges of green remain. Do not break the circle itself when erasing the words. This can cause confusion in the person the spell is intended for, which can range in intensity from forgetting why they entered a room right up to permanent amnesia. For this reason, if you're using a piece of paper to cast this spell, Madame Marie strongly suggests you slip it into a plastic document wallet before placing it under the mattress to ensure your fiancé does not inadvertently erase her own memory as she shifts her weight in her sleep. Once the spell is performed, you must thoroughly burn the remaining holly. This can take some time, and you may find it easier if you dry it out in the oven first. Give it a few days and consult your fiancé on the colour of the bridesmaid's dresses to see if your spell has worked. If it has, draw another circle around the original circle, erase the original circle, being sure not to disturb the outer circle, until the inner one is completely smudged away. Don't be alarmed if you hear a tapping sound on the outside of your bedroom window at night whilst the circle remains intact. Thoroughly burning the holly to ash should prevent the spell from attracting unwanted pests, but there is no guarantee of this. Be mindful of going anywhere where there's likely to be a lot of sickness or disease, such as hospitals. This spell is not advised for use on people with weakened immune systems. As with all spells, effectiveness is not guaranteed and Spirit Box Radio bears no responsibility for any memory loss, possession or missed deadlines which may result from the use of this spell, nor any relationship-ending consequences that could result. Well, there you go, anonymous letter writer. I hope that helps. Oh, faithful listeners, whilst I was giving Madame Marie's final answer to that anonymous letter, we have received an email. The space where the address should be is blank, but I think Madame Marie must have some kind of privacy filter on here or something, because half of them are like that. Anyway... The email is about Madame Marie. The author of the email expresses deep concern, in all caps, for Madame Marie. It says she was screaming about 18 or so times and nothing else. Yeah. Look, I know the screaming on the last episode sounded bad, but when I listen to it back again, I'm not actually sure that it was Madame Marie who was screaming. 
I think it might have been someone else. The way the recording room is set up, it would be difficult for her to get far enough from the microphone as quickly as she started screaming. She was in the middle of the forecast and all of a sudden she was cut off and the screaming began, but it sounded like it was all the way across the room. The microphone is hung over this large desk. There are actually two microphones and they rise like a tree from the centre of the desk. Madame Marie's chair, where I'm sitting now, has the more expensive of the two microphones angled towards it. The large plush chair she sits on, which is a chintz adapted so it can swivel, only has two inches or so clearance from the wall behind it. The desk is almost the full width of the little recording room, and to the left of it is the fax machine and the crystal ball on its stand. And on the table next to the microphone tree is a telegram and the scrying mirror. To get away from the microphone, Madame Marie would need to swivel the chair, walk up, and go all the way around the desk, unless she was going to knock everything over. This leads me to believe that there was somebody else there to scream on cue, or maybe that Madame Marie had recorded a scream that she started to play at that very moment. Either way, I'm fairly sure it wasn't her, and I remain convinced that the blood-soaked letter was a hoax. Also in our emails this week is Peter from Somerset, who tuned in on Thursday morning to try and contact his neighbour, Jeff. He was reaching out to Jeff to talk about his wife, Pretty. Peter was trying to ask Jeff if he'd mind very much if Peter asked Pretty for dinner. It's been a year since Jeff died in a horrific lawnmower accident, and Peter and Pretty have got pretty close in the few months since. But Peter has always been very mindful and respectful of Jeff's memory. This was why he was rather surprised when he sat down at half past 11 on Thursday morning with his cup of tea, tuned into our station, and upon attempting to make contact with Jeff, was met with the sudden and immediate response of, Get in there, Peter, you wet handkerchief. Peter was very taken aback and quite upset. At around the same time on Thursday morning, regular user of our message boards, Beth, tuned in and tried to communicate with the spirits and received a message which she interpreted as, Gethin's there with her, you're just underneath. Now, listeners, this is why we tell you to post on the message boards if you're going to use Spirit Box Radio for spiritual communication. These kinds of misinterpretations are more common than you'd think. Because Peter and Beth were both trying to use the channel at the same time, well, it's just impossible to know which of them managed to successfully communicate with the other side. Perhaps neither of them did, or perhaps it was both. Oh, no, listeners, I've just knocked the small box of broken hand mirrors that Madame Marie likes to keep on the desk. And poking out of the side of it, there's a small note card. It's the same as the one that came with Madame Marie's imminent loss bouquet. It has the same design on the back, a little sketch of some flowers and the same name, the Hatfield Caboche, which presumably is the florist who puts these together. This note simply says, They are coming. And at the bottom, just O, which presumably stands for Oliver. Well, Oliver, whoever you are, please do get in touch. If you know anything about where Madame Marie has gone, please let me know. It seems like you're in on the joke. Uh, Funny as it all is, I am actually quite worried. I, I can't pretend to fully understand the way that people with spiritual gifts function. I know that sometimes Madame Marie would run extensive, hyper-detailed thought experiments in the hopes of determining which of several possible futures she predicted was the one that was going to come true. But it has never interfered with the radio show before. Say what you like about Madame Marie, and I know there has been some doubts to her authenticity as a psychic. She really cared about you, faithful listeners. She wouldn't be apart from you, not if she could help it. I'm sure of that, if nothing else. As to my own abilities... I am sadly quite stunted in the spiritual department. 
I can't really read tarot and none of my predictions actually come up trumps. Although I do tend to get a sort of itchy sense of impending doom when I'm about to make a terrible decision, like I did as I was trying to set up the show this evening. But to be honest with you, I tend to put that down to common sense more than spiritual ability. As the de facto presenter of this show, whose primary function is to provide you, the faithful listeners, with psychic advice and word from the other side, I'm not really sure where that will leave us once I've run out of Madame Marie's prepared predictions. I doubt we'll have to cross that bridge at all, but as they say, we can't cross it until we come to it anyway. So, for now, thank you so much for listening to Spirit Box Radio. Tune in if there's a loved one or malicious being from the other side you're attempting to communicate with, and make sure to email in if you manage to commune with anyone. We'd love to know. And remember to use the message boards first to commune with the living. I've been Sam Enfield, your temporary host. Thank you and good night. Spirit Box Radio is distributed by Hanging Source Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. The show was created, directed, and produced by me, Ada Major, the voice of Sam Enfield. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. Find us on Twitter at Spirit Box Radio or tweet the sloths at Hanging Sloths. You can find out more at hangingsourcestudios.com where you'll also find transcripts of all of our episodes. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash Hanging Studios. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.